time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back, Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got Bryant Falconer in the cold seat again. Hang on with that dude. Dude, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Like, you don't even know how appreciative I am of you. Of of you. Of you, dude. Because, I mean, dude, you've been here a long time. Just as long as you. I don't mean here in the building. (laughs) I mean on the show. Yeah. I appreciate you know it, man. Maybe you're not as good as I thought you See, were. I'm trying to stop doing that. <laughs> we don't like that. I don't like that. No, man. dude. I'm just saying. I understand. We but. were talking about earlier, guys, and this is the commitment that both of us have. We yeah. have literally recorded a show on a Saturday <laughs> night, and then recorded it again on Sunday, and, and then, then on Monday I call Bryant and go, "Hey, man, what are you up to this evening?" He's like, "Nothing." I'm like, "Can you come over and record?" I don't think that was good enough. <laughs> So, so, I mean, we want to deliver the best possible yes, show. That's true. And if, I'm sure we fall short of that A often. Lot. But we try. Yes, yes. And so yeah. we do that because we love the community. Most definitely, man. I mean, it's, you guys are... I mean, if you listen to the show, you're in the community. Yes. You know what I mean? And part of us. A part of us. Right. So, I mean, when you look at our community, there's no other community like no, it. No, no. And so you're going to do your best for... To make it even better. Because, you know, people take time out of their days to listen to two men ramble on for about an hour and a half about <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Most of the times we sit back and like, man, did we even do a show? And what was it about? And people love it because it's just us being genuine. That's, and that's what it is. This is the way we talk every day sitting in this place, man. Yeah. Every day. And the camaraderie... Ah. That we have here yes, is yes. the same karate. 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 <laughs> there you go. LeBucky in there. Everybody was kung fu fighting. No, no, no. No, no, sorry, sorry, no, sorry. no, no, no. And then Larry over there. Hi. <laughs> no. Thank you, Larry. Thank you very no. much. No, no. Larry backing me up. Stop. I thought somebody was going to hop up and do a move. No. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Okay. All right. <laughs> he does that well because otherwise I'm like karate kid. Bro. Yeah. Rabbit uh, hole. Kung fu. Bruce Lee. Let's, let's, Chuck let's, Norris. Let's go down a rabbit hole. And, and keep going. Yeah. And keep going. And he's no. like, reel it in. Let's go. Reel it in. Sorry, guys. Okay. So tonight's a special show. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was thinking about the rabbit holes. You go down. I'm like, Lord, please. See, I might have to edit that out. Okay. I won't. No, I, you won't. But I need to. It's like, Ooh, uh, man. You know what? People what? who listen to this show, they take us with the good, the bad, the ugly. And we supply all three. All the time. But tonight's going to be a special night because yeah. we are going to like talk about a lot of bourbons. <laughs> This table is full of bourbon. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. Everybody's walked in and hey, dropped hey. a bottle. <laughs> and one scotch. Yes. We're not going to talk Monkish. about the scotch. Nah, no you talking about the no scotch. scotch. Right. No, no, no. You know what? We like that mm-hmm. as a scotch. Right. So 
We have some special guests in the lounge tonight. Yes, uh, yes. We've got Rustin and is it Kara? Wow. Okay, cool. I got one. Huh? Oh, the Kara. The Kara. Uh, Wallace. Yes. And I thought it was Willis. <laughs> What you talking about, Willis? I just showed you, Kevin. Who <laughs> was saying that? She did. Yeah, oh. he doesn't. He don't remember that. <laughs> Kevin, yes. Every day is a new day. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm excited about. I'm smoking the. Now, have you had any of these, Brian? Not a new one, no. These are the McAuliffe Collector's Box yeah. Edition, and this Vitola just knocks it out of the park. I've smoked several of them. I, like, I think day before yesterday, well, it's going to be one of my pick six, so I can't tell you. <laughs> sorry. Shut up. I'm going to reel you in, and then I'm going to say, up. sorry, can't sorry. tell you. Can't tell you. But anyway, uh, great show tonight. We're going to talk about bourbons. We're going to talk about cigars. And earlier, we'll talk about this. Now, let's just go ahead and lay it out. <laughs> lay it on out there. Bryant, we recorded the show earlier and it didn't work out. Yes. And Bryant said it was a no-go. And it you know what? That was the first time ever that Bryant said, hey, nah, that's a no-go. That's a no-go. And so I trust this guy. Yeah. It was not up to our level. And we're not perfectionists, even Rob tries to be, but it was just, you know, we have people that expect a certain, uh, you know, level from us, and we have to deliver on that. We have to deliver on it. So I just, he was like, nah, bro, that ain't going to work. That's not going to work. Yeah, and, and Brian said on a scale of 1 to 10, he likes the show to be at least an 8, and he said this was a point two five. Yeah, tell the truth. It was terrible. So, it anyway, terrible. Uh, you know, I just started drinking. <laughs> he wasn't in his his form yet. Yeah. <laughs> and so. then I, I tried to do a blind, uh, taste, a blind test. taste test on him. And I gave him a stick. You know, he <laughs> cut it. in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> he cut it. Uh, perfect cold draw. He lit it. Great light. He said, but mm, I ain't going to be smoking this too soon. I was like, huh? He said, yeah, in a few minutes, it's not going to make it. <laughs> I was like, what? So he took about another. He got, I'm going to say, not even an inch into the first third. <laughs> and he's like, nah, this ain't making it. I'm like, why? He said, because it dried his palate out. There's certain tobaccos. Or certain combinations of tobaccos yeah. that I can puff on them like two or three times, and my palate is like, yeah, dried up. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to enjoy that. Yeah. I'm not going to put yeah. myself through that. Yeah. And because of his performance during that time, I was like, it, it, it was rather gut wrenching. I was like, nah, bro, that ain't gonna make it. That ain't gonna make it. He's like, really? I was like, nah, it's not gonna make it. So uh, we we added some funny stories. Yes, I don't remember what they were. <laughs> we when do you remember? <laughs> I mean, when do you remember? Dude, I put so much information in here for work every week. Whenever I'm not on work, I don't want to remember nothing. I got you. I got you. I you know what I mean? Unplug. Let it go. Let it go. Move on. Yeah. Move on. Move on. So, uh, yeah, the cigar you gave me, tell him what it was. It was the war, Warfighter uh, Dumpster Fire. And when he told me that, I said, yep, it's definitely a dumpster fire for me. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a dumpster oh. fire. It's like Damn, for real? Oh. Like, yeah, no, nah, it wasn't good. I was like, okay. Love you, Jay. Okay. So we moved on from that. 
And we're recording at the Leaf. Almost definitely. And if you haven't been to the Leaf, dude, you're, I mean, you're missing out. If you're within 100 miles, you got to come by, hang out, smoke cigars. You know, let, if you text us or email us, you know, a little earlier, yeah, time in advance, there's Which, a good chance we'll come smoke with that's you. That's the truth. There's lots of people, like Batch, that he's like, hey, I'm going to be in Abilene in 15 minutes. You want to smoke? And I'm like, dude. I'm in Killeen. <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, I'm busy. I'm uh-huh. working. So, yeah, he's like, I need I need at least 24 hours. At least. <laughs> at least. And send a text over here, remember. <laughs> the day of. Yes. Yes. I do require the follow-up. So, mm-hmm. I, was, I probably shouldn't even tell this story. Oh, okay. Lord, here we go. Here we go. So, I'm sorry. Every, everybody, you know my preface, folks. Everybody knows. Well, I, I, maybe everybody doesn't know. Rojas cigars. Yeah. So, with Rojas cigars, you know, I've been smoking a lot of those lately. Yes. I mean, I've been digging them. The number eight. And oh well. And then what was the other one? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. The Sumatra. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway. After smoking a bunch of his cigars, I reached out to him, and I asked him if he would come on the show, and he was like, yeah, cool. Oh, I know this story. So, <laughs> anyway, I went on vacation, and I happened to be enjoying my time on vacation, consuming some really good bourbons pretty regularly. And so, Tuesday... Can you change that to consistently? Okay, I'm down. But anyway, I was like... On Tuesday, I was like, you know what? I need to make sure I can look and see when Rojas's interview time is. That way I don't miss it. So I'll double check. I'll even set an alarm. So I went and looked, and it was the day before. Yeah. So I had missed it. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so I sent him a message. I felt like shit, but I said, Noel, I missed our interview time. I'm so sorry. It was the first day of vacation, and I started drinking early and just completely missed it. Hope you can forgive me and give me another opportunity. His response was, LOL, no worries, brother. We have time. See, that's great. I was like, dude, you know what I mean? Being transparent, telling the truth. Yeah, I wasn't going to say, yeah, my grandmother had hip surgery. (laughs) Well, they had to dig her up first. (laughs) To do it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, who's got time for BS? Tell the truth, man. Just be real. Just be real all the time. All the time. And you know what? You'll find that the more honest you are with everybody, Mm -hmm. they don't get shocked or upset when you tell them because that's what happened. Yeah, and then they know who you are. So they expect that. They're like, oh, yeah, that's Rob. So he, at least he called. At least he told me. You know. But when you're not transparent, you put yourself in a position where you have to do things that are not conducive. Like, we've been on the air going on. It'll be three years in, uh, in December. Correct? Four. It'll be four years in December. Wow. No, no, no. 18, let's see, 19, 20, 21, yeah, four. four years, four years. And in that four years, there's never been an opportunity or, or a, an instance where we have had to be unoriginal or, un, or not transparent. We've told everybody the truth the entire way. And yeah, that's and, what people and, expect and, from and us. when we have what some people would see as, like, something that's going to go into drama. Mm-hmm. We cut that shit right off at the knees because it's like immediately. The, and let me tell you, for me personally, mm-hmm. 
to get to a point in your life where you just tell everybody the truth mm-hmm. is at a time when you get to the level of I don't give a shit what you think of me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like just me. I'm me yeah. and I'm not trying to be I'm not trying whatever to change it is. You. I don't, don't know what me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's where I am politically the same. It's I like understand. I want all my rights. I want you to have all your yeah. rights. And as long as you don't mess with mine, we good. I don't mess with yours. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Move on. Move on, bro. Did I tell you I'm starting a new party? No. Yep. So you know there's the <laughs> elephants. Yeah. And the, the donkeys. donkeys. And now you know there's rhinos. Mm-hmm. I'm starting one called the hippopotamuses. First of all, it's called the what? Hippopotamus. Because you didn't say that the first time. I'm pretty sure it did. No, you said hippopotamus. <laughs> That's possible, but you get the idea. I'm working on a logo now. Of a hippopotamus. Yes. So they're going to be the hippos. No, the hippopotamuses. Yeah, the hippos. No, Just, hippopotamuses. You got to say the whole word. If you can't say that, you can't get in. That's like, you know, we're going to have an interview process. So how many Lebuckians are going to be in? <laughs> <laughs> and along came Jones. So anyway. With the hippopotamus. Yeah. Okay. I haven't picked the color yet, though. You know. No, no, no. That's 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 girly. Oh, I thought you said pink. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's too girly. Uh, I'm thinking all black. I knew this is what you was going to say. <laughs> I knew that's what you was going to say. I just know you do. Like, his color's going to be black. <laughs> Dude. It's like, not only am I cool... I'm a badass. <laughs> you got this black hippo sitting up I'm there. I'm a hippopotamus. Hey, and he's smoking a stogie. <laughs> I mean, we're going to get some votes from some oh cool people. My gosh, we may not get man. a lot of votes from a lot of people, but that <laughs> Dude, is going to get some people. You are something else, man. You are something else. But that's you. Hey, I love it. Let's roll with it, baby. All right, Let's so, roll with so, it. So. Before we jump into uh, our, you know, regular show, the pick mm-hmm. six, the bourbons we're going to talk about tonight, yes. we're going to sneak in a guest. Uh, let's talk about a couple of our sponsors. We got Case Elegance. Case Elegance. If you need a humidor, you got to order a Case Elegance. Almost definitely. I mean, I mean, you can get one that's way more expensive that's the same quality, but if you want to spend around the same and you want quality, Case Elegance is the way to go. Almost definitely, man. You, get, you know what? You get more than you pay for with those guys. Because yeah, it's a quality uh, item. They make sure. Dude, they, they, dude, uh, dude. You realize that's what Eddie said in Christmas Vacation? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind, if you tell me how much that set you back, you know, that's a quality, quality item. item. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I, if I hear a quote from Vacation, I'm you like, running with boom, it. Boom! I got You're to running with acknowledge it. it and go with it. Anyway, uh, Case Elegance—they make the baddest ass humidors. They got watch boxes. They got man stuff, man swag, baby. I mean, they got like a, a leather binder for man swag you know, journals and yes, stuff. Yes, yes. And watch so, boxes. Check them out, man. Yes, sir. And then you got Tabanero cigars. Oh, come on. Come I mean. Two people at this table are yeah, smoking, smoking tabanero, and when I'm done with this one, there's a good chance I'll be smoking <laughs> one. I mean, last year was my cigar of the year. Yes, it was. And yes, it was. so they just 
keep cranking out quality control, mm-hmm. best smoking cigars out there that I've had is like right up there exactly with McAuliffe. Mm-hmm. And they both test draw their oh, cigars. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And then after the break, we'll be doing the McAuliffe Minute. Yes, sir. And we're going to tell everybody what the answers were to from last, last week's yeah. show. I'm going to have to look it up because I don't remember what the question was, but I'll look it up before the break, and then I'll be able to give you the answer. Oh, and you know what's funny? What's that? So, on the show for the question last week, you don't even know what it was. It was, what's the big chicken in Atlanta? They have this giant, I think it's like 67 feet tall, chicken chicken that's you know, quacking almost. Quacking. Well, I know, but you get the idea. The <laughs> mouth is open. Yeah. And then the eyes are like rolling. Okay. Anyway, uh, when I asked the question, apparently the guys told me what it was, and I forgot to edit that out. <laughs> so everybody should have had the right, right answer, answer, but not everybody did. Wow. Right. Wow. Listen to the show, people. Yeah, don't listen to the you show. Know, if you skip to the contest and then don't listen to anything else, email me and I will send you a pocket full of cock. We just lost it. We just lost it. No, I'm kidding. We just lost it. That's something that's Dahmer. We try <laughs> not to eat these. Oh my goodness, man. You said the last show was too boring. I want this one spi- is definitely not gonna be spice it up a bit. <laughs> you said we were at a point two five. Yes. We are at a thirty-five right now <laughs> and streaking. <laughs> Oxygen is thin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness. Check my out our 30, sponsors, man. guys. They support us. Yes. And so if you check them out and, you know, support them, mm-hmm. it's like a big circle. Most definitely. Circle of life. <laughs> that is so better than what I was going to say. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry, man. So I try to keep us on. <laughs> well, okay. I try. You know, you threw the bait out I there, did. and I didn't take I'm it. I'm sorry. So. Did, he thought about it. I was like, well, I can't let that just go. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, okay. but I am going to bring it up. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> Pick six, man. Pick six. Big six. Big six. <laughs> Everybody was tongue food fighting. He didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do it. Everybody was tongue food fighting. <laughs> Larry. Larry's a special special effects man tonight. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, let's jump into the pick six. Mm-hmm. And hey, tell everybody what you're drinking. I'm drinking basil Hayden, baby. <laughs> The bourbon. The bourbon. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Artfully aged, as they say. Artfully aged. This is 80 proof. Oh, man. I was going to take a pen and put an F in front of the... Fartfully. <laughs> I'm glad you did I'm glad you didn't get it. It's like, who has a damn pen? Mm-mm. Nobody has a pen good, anymore. You good. remember when everybody carried a pen? Now yes. no one carries Mm-mm. a pen. I got a phone. Not a well, pen. Hey, does your phone write on this paper? <laughs> no. 
Oh my god! Phone can't do everything. What are you drinking? <laughs> oh, oh! I am. I, in fact, I killed the bottle. You did. Uh, the bullet bourbon. It's uh, what does this say here? Uh, frontier. <laughs> Frontier whiskey. <laughs> he's got it in his face and he still can't read the word. Well, like, what does that say? Frontier whiskey. <laughs> you can't see that? It was all blurry. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he killed the bottle. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, you've had it. Yes. I think that one. is a rock it solid is. bourbon. It is. I mean, it's like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And what's the proof on this? I don't even know. Uh, 90 proof. Mm. I mean, in that wheelhouse. Barely. Yeah. Like, I usually prefer 100 and up. Yeah. But I'll tell you what is different about this bourbon Mm -hmm. is a lot of the bourbons that I drink from the 90 to, say, 95, 96 Uh are, like, super smooth, very little burn. I don't get a lot of tasting notes from them. Uh But with this, I do. Yeah. Because even at 90 proof, they maintain a burn that would be, to me, like 100 proof. Okay. And it's not as strong as what I normally drink. Gotcha. So you're getting that same burn that you like at 100 and up, but only 90 proof. And with all the So flavors. you can drink a lot yeah. more. <laughs> oh, God. I did not see that coming. I did not. Now that, business. Now that we're back. <laughs> <laughs> technical difficulties, technical difficulties. <laughs> All right, guys. Sorry about that. We had a little technical difficulty. I spilled my bourbon. <laughs> Your bourbon? My bourbon. My bourbon on top of the soundboard. Mm-hmm. That's never a good idea. Mm-mm. When I said I was wanting to buy another one. That's not the reason ter- for it. It wasn't because this one had to be replaced. Yeah. It was as a backup. Mm-hmm. So... Because that would suck, dude. Oh, the board went down. Man, that would be hurtful. So far, it looks like uh, this uh, Zoom Live Track L8 version really likes Bullet. <laughs> Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> Two in a pod. <laughs> so, anyway, let's jump into the pick six. Yes, sir. You want to go first? You want yeah, me to I go? go first. Is that your pick six? Yeah. That's you have pick. notes? <laughs> Always have no wow. <laughs> wow. Always. <laughs> I don't come unprepared anymore. <laughs> you put me out there once, and I had to uh, make sure from then on that we didn't go that route. Well, my first one is the Eora Dark Natural. And that was a gift. I want to say this because Rob was supposed to be giving me Gunny's number so I could call him and thank him for the gift that he sent me. And it's one of the gifts that Gunny sent. Thank you again, brother, because these sticks are amazing. I just have to be truthful. They are amazing. I mean, amazing. they really just killed us with oh, love. Love. Love, man. And I want to give a shout out to Mr. G's in Woodstock, Georgia. Okay. Nick, the owner there, dude, he is just like the nicest cigar community type guy. That it's just going to do great things for all the cigar smokers in that area. You gotcha, know what I mean? He's going to gotcha, take care of gotcha. his people. If you haven't been to Mr. G's and you're 
anywhere around Woodstock, Georgia, go by and check out those guys because they are just like laid back. Dude, there was a dude in there that works there. He's in his 80s, and he's wearing a World Series championship ring from the New York Yankees. Damn. (laughs) And he was the strength training coach for the Yankees and several other teams, but he got a ring with the Yankees. Wow. 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 Yeah. And, like, he's the real deal. I've seen. I've seen. One Yankees uh, World Series ring, a uh, guy that from East St. Louis had one. He played for the Yankees at that time. He he played right before Jeter got there. He was a shortstop before Jeter got there. And then I've seen uh, two Super Bowl rings from the Rams when they won. We had coaches. When I coached in St. Louis, they came and they gave a symposium and they they came wearing their rings. And I was like, man, that's a lot of jewelry. And then when uh, the the gentleman from uh, that used to be with Clemson came up here and you did the interview and he brought Those out his na- the national, national championships. Yes. I was like, man, that's some jewelry, man. When when people win big like that, they go all the way out, bruh. And these are some beautiful pieces of jewelry. But my number two this week, also a gift from uh, Gunny. Was the the LaBarba Ricochet? Oh, yeah, dude, those are great. Great man, Bruh. <laughs> when I say just running the meal, just running the meal with it because that chocolate—I mean, just off the bat—that chocolate taste, and then it tastes that earthy. And I was like, man, this is these are some bad sticks, man. And my last was I went into my stash again, and I pulled out Aroma Twenty Two. Oh, wow. I got three left. <laughs> Are you serious? I got three left, man. I want to say I have like six. <sighs> Dude, so, three you left. know, I'm doing You owe good. me one. I owe you one. I know. So, I, so technically, I got four. <laughs> but that was my three this week, man. Okay, so I got to jump back. I didn't want to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. So I've only seen two Super Bowl rings. No, sorry, four Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. And that was in 1994. Okay. And they were all on one dude's hand. Wow. And that was Charles Haley. I was just going to say Charles Haley. So a few of them were 49ers rings. <laughs> two, of them, two of them were 49ers. Yeah. Two of them were Dallas. Yeah. And he would go on to get a fifth. Yeah. But that was not at that time. And so I was a photographer, and I was shooting a promo for this company that was doing a grand opening at a billiards place. Mm -hmm. And so he was the special guest. And I showed up an hour and a half early. He showed up about the same. And so while we're killing time, we're hanging out shooting pool. Mm. Dude's got four rings 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 on him. One on, or two on each hand. And I was just like... (laughs) And his hands are huge, dude. Huge, huge. Like you know how some people can palm a basketball. Mm-hmm. Dude could palm a pumpkin. <laughs> You're not talking about a mini one. Either. No. <laughs> the Drake, the the great pumpkin, Rep- Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, good list. Yeah, good list. What's dude. your three this week, brother? So, dude, I have been smoking so many good cigars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And the, well, you know, I do mine order. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. And they're all great cigars, but I like to, you know, rank them. Mm -hmm. And so my number three 
is the Mount, uh, Island Gym. Mm. Like I haven't had that has not made my list in a long time because Island I haven't gym. smoked them. Yes, but gym. Jay brought them into the Leaf, and you know when you walk by. It's like almost like you can hear <laughs> ukulele music playing. You know what I mean? Calling. Yeah. It's calling. Like, hey, man, you ready for a good time? And, you know, my answer to that is always yes. And so, anyway, that was a great smoke. I've smoked it many times, but if you haven't, I highly recommend it. And when you smoke it, it comes with its own vibe. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Like, I got you. Where's my Mai Tai? <laughs> Where's the lawn chair? Yeah. Where's the beach? So, my uh, number two this week mm-hmm. is the cigar I had while I was in Atlanta. And it was the uh, 1926 45th anniversary Maduro. Oh. So, let me tell you about that experience. And first of all, we told you on the show last week, I think, that we went to the burn. Or maybe I posted that on social media. But anyway, we went to the burn, which is the Rocky Patel Lounge. Yeah. And, you know, I was not excited about going to the burn. But, you know what? How many chances do you get to go to one? That's true. So Trent wanted to take me, Trent Smith, out of Atlanta. You know, uh, he is a part-time rep for ATL. Yeah. And so... He uh, picks me up whenever we get done having dinner, and we go to the burn, and we had a great waitress. Her name was Jennifer, and she took care of us, and then we went, we went into the humidor, and the humidor was a nice size. It really was. But there was no prices on any of the cigars. <laughs> <laughs> no prices. <laughs> But what was funny is, since there was no prices, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy what I want. Yeah. And so I picked that cigar out. That's good. And then when I was going up to the register to pay for it, Trent was like, oh, no, man, I got it. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Thank you. Wow. I'm impressed. And then they ring him up for three cigars, and it's like $115. And I was like, whoo, thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Dodged a bullet there. And so uh, then I paid for the drinks, but the great thing about the drinks was they had prices next to them. <laughs> they had prices, yeah. so you knew what to buy. <laughs> Boom. But, you know, for me overall, the burn was just too much of a bar. Mm. For me, I mean, and they had a really nice, and I, I, I could mess this up, but I think the tobacconist that was just in the humidor, he never left. Okay. Was Jonathan? I could have that name completely wrong. It could have been, you know, Bert. So, we'll see. Anyway, uh, the tobacconist was very experienced. Okay. I think he said he'd been there for like five or seven years. Mm. So I mean, the dude so he'd knows been there, yeah, business. yeah, experience with it, and super nice guy. I enjoyed it. We met a couple of dudes at the table next to us. We talked to them. They were from somewhere else. One of them was from St. Louis, mm. and so that came up yeah. to be a topic of discussion. And anyway, it was just a good time with some friends, but I would have much rather had been like at a more relaxing gotcha. location. You gotcha. know, when I go to a cigar lounge, I don't 
want the bar atmosphere. Gotcha. But that's you me. want the cigar lounge atmosphere. Right, yeah. right. What about you? I do. I want the cigar lounge atmosphere. I didn't go to. I don't. I'm not going there for a bar. I'm going there to smoke a stick and have that community and that atmosphere and that environment that I'm used to in a cigar lounge. I'm not coming there to drink. I'm not really. I'm there to smoke, and I want that type of environment. So I, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one, brother. I am. Okay, so number one. Okay. You know, I got the box of the McAuliffe collection. Yeah. The uh, the limited. Mm-hmm. The collector's box. Gotcha. And so it has eight different blends in it with two cigars each. Mm -hmm. They're a five by 40. Okay. I smoked the Reserva this week. Uh Uh-oh. How was it? Well, it's it's your number one in your top three, so evidently it was great. Dude, I was like, they should make this year-round. You know what I mean? Mm. I would... In a 5 by 40 you're going to drop the price down significantly. Yeah. And, like, it would be a go-to stick mm-hmm. for me. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It, it, you know, the regular Reserva can't be a go-to because of the price yeah, gotcha. restraint for me. Yeah. We're blue-collar. We're blue-collar. We're blue-collar. Yeah. We're blue-collar. So, <clears throat> if you could do something price-wise and make a 5 by 40 I enjoy the enjoy. shit okay. out of it, dude. Okay. Really yeah. good. Really good. That's a nice three, too, bro. Hey, that's a great three. And you know what? Those are the best three that I smoked, but I smoked a <laughs> ton of good <laughs> you, cigars. You smoked some sticks, bro. Yeah. I smoked that uh, Cavalier Geneva. Oh, the one with the gold uh, leaf yeah. on it. Yeah. And it, the, uh, it was the Jalapala mm. and Dew. Mm. Very good stick. Cold mm. draw was spot on. Mm. Very like mellow, medium stick with like swoops of flavors. Gotcha, gotcha. You ever heard anybody describe not with swoops? Swoops, not with swoops. No. You remember uh, Cheryl Swoops? Boom. Yep. Yeah, she's from Lubbock. Yeah, she is. Yeah, I didn't know that, dude. She's hometown hero. I did not know Cheryl Swoops was from Lubbock. Cheryl Swoops was no joke, man. She was no joke. Not just to women, to men too. Come in there. Slack it. She'd take you to the hoop and embarrass you. She was a hometown mm. hero. I did not know she was from Love It. Wow. Wow. I can't believe you didn't know I that. I did not. I mean, you, did you know she played for Texas Tech? Yes, I knew okay. that. Okay, I knew that. Well, well, I didn't know she was straight hometown, hometown. Wow. That's a blessing, man. Ooh. There are some good things coming. <laughs> What an asshole. What an asshole. Hey, I sit beside you and across from you regularly. (laughs) I know what Lubbock produced in one person. (laughs) Well, you know, I bet bet she doesn't live there now. She probably live in L.A. or Atlanta somewhere. Excuse me. Yeah, she was, well, and I say Lubbock, but she was actually born in Brownfield, Texas, which is 30 miles from Lubbock. That's Lubbock. It's right. That's Lubbock. Like, the only difference between Lubbock and Dallas is there's no people living in between Lubbock and the towns out there. It's It's just just those little towns where in Dallas, they just plant houses between everywhere. It's a metroplex for real. Yeah. That's so, the same thing with St. Louis. You got all those cities. 
and there's no empty space in between anything. Everything, wherever you go, it's all houses or new houses. Like you said, they pl- put more, just pl- plopping them down. Dude, We're doing the same thing here now. When I drove the last time on 635 North Dallas, uh-huh. coming across, when you cross 35 on the north side of town mm-hmm. on 635, what used to be there and what is there now completely two, two, two different things, just yeah. blew my mind. Two different things. And that's in the last, I'm going to say 10 years because I've been here 12 now. Hey, in the I, last 10 I, years, it's totally different. I lived there in 95. Uh-huh. So it was totally different. It was farmland like a mug up there then, wasn't it? But I still would drive through and uh-huh. was amazed at the amount of, like, apartments. Gotcha. But today, <laughs> it's like, whoa, I should not have been amazed. <laughs> it's growth, baby. It's it growth. It's just it's growth. Yeah, wow. It's growth. It's growth. It's a completely different place. Yeah. I mean, even I, at the time I was living in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Louisville does not look like Louisville looked then. Got you. And I'm sure. No, you know what? I've been coming to Abilene since I was a child. So it looks exactly the same (laughs) as it it did in 1975, 74. It's grown a lot since I've been here since 2010. Dude, whoa, 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 whoa. Back back up. Uh When I was like four... And I remember this. We lived in Sweetwater. Uh-huh. We came over to Abilene to have the children, me, photo made at Kmart. Mm-hmm. Was it still on South Firth then? Or was it at the other place on North Firth? It was at North Firth. Mm-hmm. But then Kmart moved across the South. Mm-hmm. All that's still there. Yeah. It's just now Kmart is the police department. Yes, it is. Which is odd, because I wonder if they still have blue light specials. No, they don't. Well, if they do, you don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I mean, the town hasn't changed that much. The only thing that's changed is the mall was still there. Uh, all that stuff over there by the skating rink was still there, already there. The only thing that wasn't was like... Chick-fil-A yeah. and out that way. You keep me going down 270, uh, 277 past where my church is. It used to be all farmland past that school. Now there's a subdivision over there. Oh, it, it is headed east on uh, what is that? But, uh, but it's not Rebe- Rebecca. So it's not really growing. It's migrating. Because no, they're putting new houses there. All of it is new. Right. So people are moving out of their old houses no, and buying new houses. What they're doing is actually preparing for that, that air wing that is coming to uh, die. you know that's supposed to increase the vo- uh, volume, the population of Abilene by about 5,000 yeah, people? Yeah, 5,000 people. But that's 5,000 actual workers at Dias. You still got to add their family into this. I don't think so. Yeah, think, you do. I think that, no, I, I understand that. I'm saying that the report I read, mm-hmm. it was all of them. No. Like the families them. too. That's not all of them. Their dogs, their cats. <laughs> a couple of them had a gerbil. I'm not going there I'm with not you. judging. I'm not going there with you. You be you. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole we're going to step aside from, all right? Speaking of holes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, because I see your mind. <laughs> and along came Jones. <laughs> like, all we're right. not going down that All right, road, right, fine. Golly. Yes. 
All right. You know what? We're going to take a quick break. Yes, sir. We're going to come back. We have a mystery guest. Yes, sir. Coming up next. Yes, sir. You're not going to want to miss it. And we'll be right back. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging through the break. We do have a special guest. And we have Kara from Texas. Yep. And somewhere towards the Metroplex. Yeah, it's like Northeast. So, anyway, you came by the Leaf because you were in town to do, like, a judging of people. People, yes. Uh, actually, uh, marching bands. Yes. You know what's funny is, back when I was in high school, I used to judge those people, too. Yeah, but it's different. You were, ju- you were judging them. You're like, you're nerds. Yeah, I was like, you know, that's different. Band fag. No, you can't. That's a bassoon. That's a bassoon. Right, I right, mean, right, you can't, right. you know. I mean, but, you know. Here's the thing. I had a lot of friends that were in band. Yeah. And they loved it. Oh, like yeah. It's a cult, man. I, and I yeah. you could see that. Like, if you were part of the marching band. It's a family. It really is. And, and here's the thing. We have the numbers. So, if you, if you gang up on one of our guys, you got a whole section that's just going to come up and, like, corner you. I, don't, I think you're over... Uh, guesstimating mm. on how many of the people would actually help. I think it's more like 30%, not on all of them. Not all of them. No, right. no, it's true. But it'd be the big ones like, you know, the sousaphone the players. Player. Yeah. Yeah, 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 stuff yeah. like that. Not the flute players or anything like that because they're too dainty. So you're here judging a UIL competition. I am, yeah. And you came to the Leaf. I did. So I was... So how, I want you to tell me, like, I will. what was your experience of coming into the leaf for the first time okay so um i had driven past it going to the beehive for dinner by myself you know i'm in town in abilene and uh somebody suggested going to the beehive for a good steak so i went there and i'm i'm driving past this light and i see this this beautiful sign that has you know a, a pipe and a cigar and it says the leaf i'm like i bet you that is a tobacco place so i Looked it up on on the interweb and and I found out and I was like, man, I hope I can come in and smoke because at the hotel I'm staying does not have a place to smoke and it was raining. They don't I didn't, have, oh, they, oh, yeah. You know, the, I didn't want to go to the pool. Sucked. Oh, the weather was horrible last night. So I I finished my meal and I come in and greeted by by uh, you know wonderful few human beings and there's a nice place up in front that you can sit in with you know music and everything and. I tell Jay, the owner, that I'm in from out of town, and, and he gives me a couple passes to come in the back. To the Havana room. To the Havana room, which and is And you come excellent. back here, and there's a lot of guys lot smoking of guy- cigars. Because mm-hmm. we met you, and, mm-hmm. like, I don't know that all cigar lounges are like that, but I it, know I felt like I was few, on Cheers. Right. You know? And now, like, it's just day two, and everybody knows my name. You know, I, I feel like it's a family. It's kind of like a band family, but we smoke cigars together, you know. And drink bourbon. Oh, Or spirits. Or, yes. well, spirits of all sorts. There's lots of bottles on this table, so. There are a lot of bottles. Yeah. Oof. I've tried a few. It's like a flight. It's fantastic. But it's it's kind of like a free flight. So you bring a bottle, and then you get to try everybody else's, so. See, here's the thing, though. We love it when people bring bottles. Mm-hmm. But if you don't bring a bottle... It's oh. still available. Yeah. Because we don't, if it's on the table, you don't even have to ask. You just right. take it. Right. 
Right. And I felt that way. I felt like, you know, I was at, at home and I could just pour. You know, I, I'm still very... Uh, Larry gave me grief because he had a, a bottle that he brought out. And I, I, gave, I, I just put a, a smidge, you know, like a shot in there. And he goes, you, can, you know, you can have a heavier pour. I was like, well, I want to try them all. I want to be able to drive home by the time that I get to the end of this. but Well, see, that's what we do is... We pour every one of yeah. our drinks like it's going to be our last drink. Mm. Okay. That's our policy. That's a good. That's a really good policy because you never that know way, when the end is. If it is your last day, you're good. Oh, you know what I mean? No, you're great. If this is your last day, you're fucking awesome is what you are. Right. Yeah. Let's do every day like that. Oh, I mean, you got to live life to the fullest. And that's, you know, yeah, that's what I live by. So how's the rest of your experience in Abilene been? Have we're, have you gone anywhere? You went to the Beehive. What do you have there? I had the uh, eight ounce um, or ten ounce uh, filet mignon. How was that? I, it was very yummy. It I've was heard their juicy. steaks are like really it, good. It was really good. It was a very thick cut. Um, I got it medium rare. Uh, I like to put a little bit of butter on top, so I took the butter from my my bread and I I placed it on top, and it just made it. I thought Did it, it took have it. a little bit of garlic on it already. Yeah, yeah, garlic, I like the and garlic some parsley. Butter. Yeah, parsley. You know, little baked potato on the side, and then so I'm I'm one of those people that I live to get to the end of the meal. I love the dessert as well. So I had this cheesecake with a creme brulee sauce on top, and it was really good. It was like a vanilla bean cheesecake. And then this hard top on, on, on it, and it was it was fantastic. So, like, you get to the end of the meal. See, mm-hmm. I'm not a dessert guy. Mm-hmm. That's okay. More for me. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever works best for you. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing something with the bard. So, we're at 19 minutes. I see that. Minutes. Like, I was a little, I, I got. Like, I we are peaking bit. like a motherfucker well, over here. Well, it's the bourbon that you, but where you I splashed on. This, yeah. this is not Check going. One. Very check two, odd. check one, check two. So, see, that sounds better already. Well, Does it's it because you? I'm on the microphone. That's why it sounds better. But I better. also have it cranked up to like infinity and it's beyond. It's okay. So, if you, you know, if you're listening to us right now, right now, Rob, no, is, I'll do this out. Oh, Twenty okay. minutes, right there. Okay. So, anyway, that's been your experience in Abilene. Mm-hmm. You're here. I will say, here's the the yeah. ladies at the hotel were like, you need to get out there because it's Friday night. And it's going to be crazy. I saw like five cars on the road. So I don't know what crazy is like in Abilene, but boy. Well, let me tell you something. On the way here, yeah, I saw a dead guy. No. I did. Shut. I did. A dead guy? A dead guy. And so I was driving on my way here. Okay. And there's like these two cars in the road with their hazards on. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, going around. Right. And then there's like, I see these two people standing in the middle of the road, waving their arms like, stop. Right, you know? right, right. I and need help. And then there's a car facing the wrong way, but in the turning lane. Okay. So there's not a lot of room to navigate. Yeah. And so I looked, there was no oncoming traffic on this side, so yeah. I just floored it, and I drove by with my windows down, and I was like, rock and roll! Wait a second. So somebody's waving, like, help me, and you just yell rock and roll. Well, I didn't know if it was for help 
or if it was if, if they were like you it, know like I thought, tar- I thought like they, they had the music I, on if it was the YMCA oh yeah yeah totally I could see that yeah right, I right. could see that okay so I get that you know you so gotta, did you see the dead body oh here's the thing where's the, the dead body the, wait the, where are you the dead Where'd body you? yeah the dead body the dead body out. can you hear me better now I can hear you better okay, now go. okay so the dead body uh. Was laying face down. Shut up. Wait, was but, he when? Okay, but, okay. But eight feet or so before the dead body, there was two tennis shoes. So he had been hit by oh. a car and knocked him out of his shoes. What? Yeah. This is why you use crosswalks. Uh, right. This was not at a crosswalk. This is why. This was probably about. I don't oh, know, a hundred feet past the intersection. No, and there's always people crossing that road just willy nilly wherever well, they. Well, there's want. like it's a three lane road. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Abilene, but what I've discovered is it's built around a, a train track. Okay, so that's what the city is all about is about trains and like one you have one Where side. Where is of, this? This is Abilene, <laughs> Texas. Oh, yeah, Tejas. I've seen it. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? Well, and it, you know, like there's not a lot of towns that are you know. A lot of towns don't have a main line running right no, through downtown. They don't, and so this is this is what's and fascinating. I would prefer not to. Oh, well, I can see that because when the, the train comes in, it's fifty miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like they're not slowing down, Mm-mm. you know what I mean? And people, and there's like probably six crossings. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot, and it's a dangerous situation. Yeah, you got to be very if I aware. Was the city of Abilene, I'd be like, you know what? We're going to limit you to thirty mph. Well, it says our town. It's actually forty-five. Oh, it's not fifty. Well, forty-five is too damn fast. Well, yeah, I think it should be thirty. But would you go thirty? Like, if it was 30, would you still go 30? Well, I mean, if I was the train guy, I would go well, 30 if you were because the train that would be guy, the rule. Wait, wait a second. Are you talking about the car uh, mileage or the, the train? Like, the train can only go 50 or Well, cars? the train can go 50. That's what I was saying. Oh, you said it was 45. I, well, on, on the roads, it's 45 miles Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see. We're, I we're like, on the same page now. I don't know how she knows, but okay, whatever. Well, that's what my GPS says on yeah, Waze. Yeah, yeah. It told no, me I was no, going too fast. the trains can go 50. I just didn't want to get a speeding ticket on my way here. I don't, I don't worry about any of that. You anyway, know? no. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. So... Knocked out of his shoes. Yeah, knocked out of his shoes. I mean, that's and so that's if you, incredible. If you hit someone and you knocked them out of your shoe, do you their think shoes, they, were they double laced? I'm thinking that the person who hit them, yeah, took off because I didn't oh. see a wrecked car anywhere. Oh, so if you don't have a wrecked car, so these guys see the guy in the road and are waving down help, and you yell, yeah. "Rock and roll." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's. I mean. That. I. I see that. Well, because I thought at first there was a couple of dudes doing like the YMCA <laughs> dance, and I was like, "Hey, rock and roll!" Right. And Saturday like, night. Oh, they're, there's they're a just, dead body oh, in the road. I mean, how many? Oh, geez. Well, I really hope that he was just knocked out. And he wasn't. Oh, stop! You don't know. You didn't. You didn't take his pulse. You his, didn't stop. You were rock his, and rolling. But his head was off. <laughs> I'm not listening to him. Thank you. I'm not listening to him. And you know what? His head was still singing 
I love rock and roll. Okay. Anyway, so how long have you been smoking cigars? Mm. Because I'm going to tell you right now, we don't have very many women that come in here and hang out and smoke cigars. Um, I think it was 05 when I started smoking cigars. And what got you into like smoking your first cigar? Because so, that's not like a activity no. that a young woman is going to go, oh, you know what? I think I'm I'll do start that. start smoking that. No, I hate it. You, my, my parents smoked cigarettes for years inside the house. I was like, no, smoking is bad. I'm never going to do it. So then I... Did they smoke in the car? Oh, yeah. Well, but that was a time where they were... My parents worked for American Airlines, so I'm an airlines brat. And so we would they would smoke on the airlines. Yeah, I used to smoke on planes. Yeah. And so when, you know, you get your little meal on the tray... Right. And then after everybody's done with the meal, what do they do? They light they up. They light up. So the whole airplane is filled with smoke. Right. So it was stupid to not smoke. Correct. But you know, you're smoking if you're not smoking. But I was like eight. So no, I mean, I'm not going to smoke then. But you know, so I'm there in that era and I'm like, will you stop <laughs> dropping your bourbon, man? I need to, you, do you need one of those uh, kitty cups, you know, with the little top on it? Okay. I do need one of those. So, so, Brian, uh, 05. Let's get, let's get sippy cups. Sippy cups. With Cigar Talk logo on it. Hey, guys, email me if you would actually drink out of a sippy cup. Can with, I email you now? If you would want to drink out of a sippy cup that has Cigar Talk on it, let me know because I think that would be funny as that shit. That would be funny as shit. You show up to a bar, it's like, I don't know, I'll take my drink in this, please. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if you have kids and you can use it during the day, you wash it, you use it at night. It's a... Uh... My kids are adults, so... It, well, no, it doesn't really, matter. Yeah. Well, unless they start drinking bourbon. Anyway, so I started smoking in 05. My husband um, was smoking cigars, him and his friends. And I was just like, well, it's kind of cool. So I went I went to Cancun. I, I graduated college, yay. And uh, Where'd you go to college? A&M Commerce. And so how was your overall experience there? Was that a good school? Oh, yeah, it was a good school. And uh, was it fun? I had, a, I had a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed my time. I'm I'm glad I survived and I learned a lot of things and I think I've become pretty successful from that. So Good. Yeah. That's the experience that you want. Yeah, I survived. You enjoy the college yeah. and it helps you get a good job. Yeah, but you know, the tough part about college is waking up and going to the class. Like right. that's the hardest thing. I tell my kids when they go off, I'm like, "Listen, go to class." My wife told me, "If you want to graduate college, there's only two requirements." What? Go to class yep. and pay your fucking tuition. Yep. <laughs> if you I do mean, that, you're, you're pretty good. Gonna go. Mm -hmm. And so my son, I didn't tell you this, I don't think, but my son is at Lubbock Christian University on okay. a scholarship. Oh, good for him. You know what he does? He plays video games. Oh, so he's like esports and all Booyah. that. Booyah! Mm -hmm. That's a. They're talking about making esports a UIL sport. They need to. He, no, here's here's why. Why? Tell me why. Let me tell you why. Because they don't consider marching band a sport. Oh, well, I I think they but, should do but that too. But you can sit on your ass and play a fucking game and call that a sport, and you don't sweat. Is, UL, is chess competition? 
a UIL that's sport? That's not a UIL sport, but I it, think sh- it should it be. Sh- I, there's strategy. So vid- right. There's, here's the thing. There's, there's not only the body behind it, but there's the mind. So if you consider that, then marching band should be on the t- ESPN should have the state marching contest just blaring out that. Because I'm sorry. Like, all hail football. Okay? All hail football. But you get 200 kids on the field not running Working into each other as in unison. and playing incredible music, running around a damn field in eight minutes, and then they're done. So did you ever hear about this? And I, it's been a long time ago, so I can't long, remember what. Long, long time ago. I can't remember what the schools were, but there were two arch rivals playing. Arch rivals. And they were... The visitor team okay. band went out, okay, and they had like a special grass seed in their pockets, and as they marched, they dropped it on the ground, and it <laughs> spelled out the letters for their school. Do you know who it was? UNT, yes. Shut up. So they were... And yeah. so it looked different, and it, they left their letters on the field okay, of well, the opponents. That's amazing. That is classic. That's that's before my time. But can I say, well played. Oh, I was oh. like, that is genius. That is genius. But see, that's the level of musician. Competition. Oh, yeah. Like You think they're not competitive? Mm-hmm. They are very competitive. Mm-hmm. So... When I got out of high school, I was in a rock and roll band for a while, and our drummer yeah. was taking jazz fusion classes at Texas Tech. Oh, okay. Dude was, like, way too good to be with us. Okay. But he was a badass. Yeah. And you appreciate Did oh, you pay him? We were a band. So you didn't pay him. Right? No, we didn't make any money. Right, no. Because <laughs> bands don't make money. <laughs> But That's we bullshit. had a good time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was 19. Who cares about money? Right. I know. It's like, do I get a meal? Can I drink at the bar? I'm 19. Yeah. Yeah. Can I cover my tab? That's all I want. You know. Did you it's, ever walk like, a tab? No. Never. I, no, listen, I'm way too honest. Like, I feel I feel guilty. Like, I walked out of a store one time with a, an, an object, and I didn't mean to. I went back in. I said, I'm so sorry. Let me pay for that. And they're like, okay. But you brought it back. I brought it back. Did you want it? No. Well, then you shouldn't have paid well, for I it. Well, I know, but I felt so bad. Put this back on the shelf. Earn, I, the, earn that eight seventy five an hour. Eight seventy five. Is it nine? I don't know. I'm not, I, don't get, I don't get paid that. I'm a teacher. I don't get paid by the hour. Uh, I don't either. Yeah, it's okay. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you started in two thousand five. Yep. And I mean, fast I smoked forward, in Cancun. Well, I smoked in Cancun. Seven, That's my first time. Seventeen years. Yeah, seventeen years I've been smoking, and uh, I really enjoy it. My favorite thing about a cigar is that I can't do anything else for at least forty minutes. I can't vacuum. Other than yeah. Oh, man. I love mowing. I know you mowing. said you love the mow. So I got some acreage, and I got this uh, riding lawnmower. Riding lawnmowers are the best. Is it a steering wheel, or is it the... Oh, no. It's, okay. the, it's the zero turn. Nice. I had one with the with the steering wheel, and yeah. that, that... No, you got to go zero turn. I had a steering wheel. Okay. And I loved it. Okay. But, like, you know, you're supposed to mow really... 
if you want to do a really nice job, you I should don't. mow in first gear. No. And if you're going to be like, okay, well, I don't have to have it absolutely perfect. I right. can do second gear. Okay. I used to put it in third gear yeah. and just haul an ass. Here's the problem with that. You run over a bump or you get a rock and you tear that blade to shit. And here's the my my husband yells at me about breaking these breaking these blades. He's like, ah, you've been driving too fast. And are you out, Rustin? It's nice meeting Rustin. you, sir. I yeah. got that right, right, Rustin? Yeah, Rustin. Yeah. You should be. I have a brother named Russell, so I just cut off the last of it and put. Oh, I love it, Rustin. Yeah. One of them was like, "By God, it's going to be Justin." The other was like, "Nope, it's going to be Russ." <laughs> Justin. Justin's worse. Oh, Justin. Justy. Oh, yeah, that's way worse. That's that's like a Teletubby name. Sorry. Teletubby. Mm-mm-mm. So, I'm very, you know what? I, right before the show, I told Brian, you know what? We're going to buy another board because I would like to have this one just as our travel board. Right. And keep the other one in the studio. And then I go and screw it up. You see this right here? Yeah. This level should be way up here well, yeah, but, because ours are way up here. But that's where you spilled the bourbon on. Right. That, that, that knob. So, you messed it all up. It looks that way. But I will... Persevere. Pour some rubbing alcohol in there. Right. So pour more liquid onto the electronics to make it better. That's my plan. I like, you know, that's the best. You know, when when it I rains, almost, you almost, should do a show in the rain. I, I almost think that that uh, hand sanitizer might be a good idea. Do you want to try it right now and see what well, happens? No, to I'd the, like to wait until we okay. get done with the All right. show. Okay. <laughs> Just because, you know, we are recording. Oh, oh, we're recording. So yes. I, I shouldn't say fuck. Not just once. Okay. Fuckity fuck. Fishadarier. Fishadarier? That's not a Fish-a-dury. word. <laughs> hey, what's that word that I learned in Atlanta? I forgot it already. It's fishaduciary. Fishaduciary. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Tell Fidu- me. Fiduciary. Fiduciary. That's a that's a word. Booyah. Hey, hey, I got fiduciary right. It took him like five times yeah, yeah. to get it right. I was like, is it fuckery? Nope. No. Fish, <laughs> fishery. Nope. Fish a diddery, didgeridoo. Yeah. In fact, one of our kings mm-hmm. wrote me a message and was like, sit making fun of me on the fiduciary. Okay. So, anyway. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no. We have the greatest. Is that your foot? I'm sorry. Uh, you playing footsie with people now? I'm in my pajamas. You are in your pajama pants. I am in my pajamas. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Oh, look. My light is on on my phone. <laughs> That's, That's okay. probably not a good idea. It's okay. Uh, anyway, so, like, we talked. and Your light is still on, by the way. And my light says it's off. It, What's up with that? Now it's off. Now okay, it's cool, off. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, I turned it off. It's a little slow. Oh, they yeah. made this just for me. Oh, okay. Keeps up. Right, right. Keeps oh, up anyway. with you, yeah. Uh so, 17 years later, mm-hmm. you're still smoking. Yeah, I love it. And so, My husband, I mean, and yeah. not even, I'm, I'm impressed because Thanks. you're not just smoking. You are out of town and you sought out a cigar lounge. Yeah, yeah. Came in, chatted up with the locals, mm-hmm. and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that. Mm-hmm. 
So do you remember when I sent you that message that said, sorry, I bailed. I couldn't handle the negativity. Yeah. That was not about you. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. Because oh, after I, I, I saw that, I was like, she might think you're a complete no, asshole. We were, we were sitting, we were talking with a, a teacher, a teacher and they were, they Disgruntled. were, yeah, they were, they were outletting and, and it's one of those things as a teacher you understand. I understand it. Sometimes you Been have there, to you have that. to let it go. If somebody understands the the room that you're in and 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 the service that you're giving and and the turmoil, I get it. And right. I wanted to hear and listen. I wanted to be that. You were sound being board. nice. I was. You were being nice because I, I was like, "Hey, it was nice meeting you. I'm gonna fuck out." Well, and you said you were nice, and I really wanted to respond with, "You're right." You know, I I mean. I know I am. Well, I just thought, I wonder if she thinks I was saying mm. that I was sick of her No, BS. I wasn't. But here's the thing. I wasn't saying shit. Right. You know? Oh, I know. Because that's the way it always well, goes. And you, that was your first experience. Yeah. I've had many. Oh. Like, whenever I said going to the studio is like a party. Right. That individual was like, oh, well, I've never been. And I was like, yeah. There's a reason why. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. I'd like you, yeah, but I don't have room for negativity. No, and it's all about perspective. You can, you, I, I feel like you can choose to see the good, or you can choose to see the bad, and and whatever all you, day, every day, that's yeah, a choice. It is a choice. If you are miserable in this life, you are going. That's to be you. Only misery, and yeah. I don't care what you do. That's just you. Yeah, and I don't want to be around that. Yeah, and it, you know, and it's like I, I hope for the best for you. You know, but I try to surround myself with people that are positive, that are, you know, looking forward to life, looking uh, looking ahead. I could bitch all day, every day about my regular job. What would it get you? Exactly. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't get you shit. shit. So, you know shit. what? I focus on the great things of my job mm-hmm. and the great people. Yeah. And I hope that I inspire people to be like extra safe and make sure they go home every day the way they came into work. Right. You know, you, yes. You know, if you leave the house happy and you're excited about going to work, I mean, that's why I teach. I don't teach because of a paycheck because that would be awful. Um, But I teach because I hope that I can inspire the youth to be wonderful. So that way when I retire, they don't fuck up the world. Um, and I can enjoy my retirement and clean out my garden and, and ride so, my lawnmower. Where do y'all plan on retiring? Oh, no, I already have my house. Oh, I, so you're done. I'm done. Well, I've got 13 acres and, you know, I got a nice pond. But you're in Texas. I'm in Texas, Tejas. Listen, if I retire, here's the thing. Like, where am I, where else am I going to go that's Redosa? not like my... Redosa. I don't know about that. Why don't you not like Redosa? I've never been. I, I can't oh say that. Oh, my God. I can't say that. I don't like it. Okay. You're not having these 107-degree days. Well, here's... Well, well, right now, the the point of my life, my husband is a professional tuba player as well. So, he plays a lot in the DFW area. And where we're at, we're about 40 minutes outside of Dallas. Right. But that's not now. I mean, that's now, but not 20 years from now. No, tw- I mean. Have you ever been to the mountains? Yeah, but the Wi-Fi is not very good in the mountains Who either. Gives a shit. Well, I gotta watch my Netflix. No, yeah. if you're if you're done working, you can do whatever it is you want to do. I want to watch Netflix. 
You want to drink and smoke cigars. You don't need nothing else. <laughs> Tell them, Bryant. Bryant. Yeah. All em. you need in life is cigars and bourbon. You don't need, you water. need water. You, you don't need, need food. food. That's that's a that's an amateur. Hey, this comes from wheat, barley. No, no, no barley. Just wheat and corn. Corn. Oh, whoa! Look at that jacket there. Look at that jacket. You can't see the jacket on the podcast, by oh, the way. It's Brian purple. got a purple jacket <gasps> with you know. Oh, boom. it has the logo on it. Wow. <laughs> That's and the shirt. The shirt is three X. Three X short. Three X long and a uh, small adult T-shirt. I got you. Huh? Yeah. Yes. I need to go potty. Oh, okay. Is well, that okay? Yeah, we'll be right we, back, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks, you guys. Actually, I'll edit that out. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome back again. We had to make a restroom. Potty break. Uh, that sounds a little feminine. Okay. I like to go with we had to use the John. Number one. Oh, yeah. My favorite... Meeting guys named John, I always think of toilets. Really? Yeah, I do. I'm like that. You I'd were never named. Think of that. You were named after a pedestal. You know that ever- better than better than a pedophile. Oh, it's so true. <laughs> She's saying. Would you say it's a throne? Oh, absolutely. You know. Are you aware of the crapper? Uh, would that not be a toilet? It is, but okay. do you know why they call it the crapper? Because you shit in there. Because Thomas Crapper <laughs> came up with a porcelain toilet, no. and they called it the crapper. Shut up. Yeah. Seriously. Crapper. I'm a history buff on dumb shit. Oh, well, I mean, dumb shit. Right. Like, that's fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. I got to give credit. So... Like, where do you go to smoke now? Hmm. You're in the DFW area. You, you, you have some good choices. So where do you go hang out when you get the opportunity? When I get the opportunity right now, I go to this place called Enfuego in Rockwall. It's it's in the harbor, um, and it's, it's a beautiful place on the lake, and it's nice. I can go in, and I feel really welcome, especially as a woman coming into a cigar shop. That can be really intimidating, intimidating you know? And so... Like, when you came in this shop, were you intimidated at all? No, not in any way. But I, I, I am not your normal uh, petite. I well, mean, I we, am and petite. We will, and we will say that you have experience. Yes. This is not your first go around going to a shop. Well, I'm not afraid to hang out with a bu- Check, check, check. Oh, you're good. I'm not afraid to hang out with a bunch of guys. Right. Same here. You know, uh, <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's never, really good. Never bothers me either. You know, uh, but but coming in, like, I know that in this place, everybody is here because they enjoy smoking cigars and, and I enjoy it. And I know that I would feel welcome. Like every place that I've gone to smoking cigars where everybody else is smoking, they're like, oh. it's been welcoming. Yes. And so, I mean, that's a big deal. Mm hmm. And I told you last night when you came in, it's intimidating for men their first few times when they go in. Right. I mean, do you remember when you went to their first lounge? Were you intimidated? 
I mean, because there's a certain level of, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Well, and so... But there's a social aspect. So people that are very, very easygoing and that can talk to somebody really easy, like, Rob, I didn't know you last night, but I feel like I could know you 10 years from now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very easygoing. You are very easygoing. But so is the Most entourage that was here. The, right. You know? Right. We, we have a very good group of mm-hmm. guys that, I'll say this, there's a lot of people out there that can't be friends with me. I get that. They have morals. Well, but you can have morals and still, like, I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate that you are you. Always. And, and you are comfortable with being you. There's so many people in this world that aren't comfortable in their own skin, you know, that they feel like they have to be somebody else. And why be somebody else when you can just be you? Well, I mean, that comes down to who else could I be? Oh, no, that's that. If I mean, you were to be like, hey, Rob, instead of being Rob, would you like to be Jimi Hendrix reincarnated? Yeah, I want to take that ride. Yeah, that'd be a fun ride. Who would you be? Oh, my God, that's so tough. I mean, I don't know that I would be Hendrix reborn. I would be somebody fun. I'd be somebody fun. Like, okay, so, like, I I don't know. I mean, I, I usually think of who in my life I would want to hang out with. And my first, my first person would be Gene Kelly. Good choice. Gene Good Kelly, choice. I mean, amazing dancer and just, just performer all around. Now, I heard he was a jerk. Off stage and everything, maybe. Well, that wouldn't be a fun person to hang out with then. No, but on on the screen, he was just so charismatic, you know. And that's the charisma. Like, there's there's people that come in very confident about themselves that I think have a great charisma about themselves, and and those people I have a lot of respect for because they are so comfortable. Like, this is me. And if you don't like me, so what you're saying you. is they kind of have the same mantra of. You know what you get with this person because Correct. they don't hold back. Yeah. And that's how I like to be. I well, don't hold back. I well, don't want you to feel like. Life is short. It is. Life is way too short. And, and you I should. I don't want to pretend. I don't no. want to be somebody I'm not. No. And I try to say that to my kids, to my own children and everything like that. And, you know, it's, you know, you do you. What do you the basil? I'm gonna try the basil Hayden bourbon. I've had the rye. I had that. Just a, a how was it? It was very yummy. So just so you guys know, especially the guys that are into the bourbon, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bottles on the table. But there were there were there were nine at one point. There's some bottles that have left or that are empty. We've replaced some of the empty ones. Yes. But we have Basil Hayden bourbon. We have yeah. Early Times Ball and Bond. I had some of that. Uh, the, uh, the Bullet, bullet I didn't bourbon. Have, I had some of that last night. We have the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Full Proof. That was very yummy. Then we have Glenn Levitt. Oh, but it, wait, wait, wait. Tell It's the Caribbean Reserve. And mm. that is a, just a very special glen. Have you tried it? Oh, yeah. Mm. That is a favorite of mine. So, me and Larry. Benchmark. And then the Benchmark. We have the Benchmark Ball and That's bond, what I'm drinking right now. I drank that before I drank this, mm. and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. I haven't found a Ball and bond I don't like. I just think the 
I think formula. It, no, it's the the bottle that you don't like is when you've gone over the edge and then you go to the John, and you release all the bourbon. That's the one that you don't like. I, for me, it's different. Like for me, it's the bourbon that I don't like the flavor profile. Mm. So what what about the bourbons of the? What don't you like? Is it too spicy? No, I I. I mean, it can be, yeah. but in general, I don't like any floral mm. flavor profiles then on a you bourbon. You, I don't think you'd like the Caribbean. Oh, I doubt it. Like, I don't drink a lot of scotch because yeah. most scotches... Are too sweet? They lean over to that yeah. floral, yeah. and I don't really care for that. But I did have the Dalmora not long ago, mm-hmm. and that was like a smoky bourbon. Okay. Delicious. And so, if I ever see that bottle, I'll buy that because, like, that's a scotch I can get down with. Right. But, like, if it's... Have you ever had Lafroig? Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful. You, don't you like, like that? Well, I, here's the thing. I appreciate the artistry behind all the different flavors of bourbon. But I also go into the gin world. I know. Really? Yeah. So, I, my only experience with gin was mm-hmm. back in my very young youth yeah and i thought all gin tasted like hairspray well the the bad gin does okay well then i was having bad gin because it tasted gin. like bad gin and i was like why would anyone drink this well yeah because at first i just thought it smelled like a bunch of pine trees you know but i got into some zephyr and um oh god i can't even think of the one right now it'll come to me golden goose well, a golden goose is good. I oh, like no, a, no, no, no. Well, well, gray goose. Gray goose. Yeah, I like. I like. Um, is that is that gin? That's gin. Okay. But I like. Um, well, wait, no. It no, may that's be vodka. vodka. That's yeah, vodka. Okay. So anyway. But I like. I like martinis. I don't like vodka either. Oh, so you just like the darker ales? Yes. Okay. Dark spirits. Yeah. I'm on the dark spurts. side. The spurts. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. The dark side. I'm the dark side. <laughs> I don't want clear. Yeah. Not That's not for me. Yeah. And, but, I mean, with bourbon, I just really love caramel. Yeah. Oak. Yeah. Leather. And when you and then add some spice to mm-hmm. that and then a little extra heat. Well... Okay, so I appreciate a spirit that can just be drank over ice or just mm. nice and neat. You know, something that doesn't have to be mixed. Oh, oh. You know what I mean? Like I can't mix my drink. I don't I don't I can't put ice in it and I can't put water in it. Okay. I respect that. There's nothing and wrong not with that. And it's not that But but I'm, did you I'm, know that it takes it to a different like whiskeys are supposed, to, you know, supposedly supposed to be done over ice to to no, 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 I, thought, no. I, I don't know. For me, no. Well, because it, it brings out a different side of them. Well, I hear when you add a little bit of water, it might really open it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, I've never explored that. That's okay. Because you could. I'm very hardcore on stubborn. what I like. I am stubborn. Got it. I'm okay. very stubborn. stubborn. Like when I started smoking cigars. Right. I smoked the darkest, most bold, okay. full-body cigar I could get my hands on, yeah. just one after the next. Yeah. But then I came to a point 
where I was like, well, what about all these other cigars? They've, right. they've got to be offering something or they wouldn't be around. Correct, yeah. And so I started a journey, and you know what I found is I love a lot of cigars that yeah. aren't full-bodied. Yeah. And so I've never done that with bourbon. I've maintained that when I drink this bourbon, yeah, because here's the difference. Like, I love the full-bodied cigars, mm-hmm. and then I jumped back and started smoking Connecticut, Habano, Sungrown, mm-hmm. yeah. San Andreas, whatever, and... With bourbon, though, I have to do something to alter the flavor. Mm. Whereas a cigar, I don't have to do anything right. other than cut it and smoke it. Right. So I'm trying all these different cigars, but with a bourbon, you want me to participate in the flavor producing. Why don't they just add the fucking water to the bottle if that's what it needs? Well, because. Well, I can't answer I stumped that. you. I, you did. Because no one can answer that. Well, At least not that's not a professional. But what, that's true. You know, and really, when I retire, I would hope that I could get my master's in something like that where my palate can be a little bit more... Uh, refined. Oh, yeah. So that's a good word. Very good. Um, a little refined, and I can I can talk about the notes of things and things like that. Here, here's the thing that I struggle with on notes and reviews. Okay, their opinions. Europe, you're well, true, and opinions are like assholes. Everybody, Everybody has, has them, one. and they smell really bad. Well, not all of them. Well, at some point in the day. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But, right. you know, I'm just saying. Anyway. Uh, Unless you're a very clean person. My palate mm-hmm. is like very, me and Brian here have similar palates. Yeah. And we smoke a lot of the same cigars. But at the same time, our palates are different because there's some cigars he likes I don't. And there's cigars I like that he doesn't. But that's the great thing about being a human is that it's it's different for every experience. Right, but so when I'm smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. I'm getting to smoke the cigar like the blender intended it oh, to be because yeah. I'm not messing with it. Right. If I put water in this, yeah. I'm not a distiller guy. No. I don't know how many drops of water to put in there. No, no, that's a good point. So I don't want to be part of the process mm-hmm. in getting it to where. Do you cook steaks? Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, I do. I love it. Because I cook steaks the way I like steaks, and yeah. not everybody loves steaks the way I love steaks. And if you order one with it's not the way I make it, well, guess what? At the end of the day, you're going to get it exactly the way I want well, mine. And I, I I, like to watch other people make steaks, and then I, I, I try to simulate that. But Gordon Ramsay has a really good video of how to make a, a really good steak, and I think it's great. Salt and pepper and a lot of butter and a little bit of rosemary in there. So... I'm not really. I know a it's a bourbon cigar, guy. but I, we can talk about steak. Oh yeah, when I really got good at making steaks, mm-hmm. so I was at a friend's house, and their dad always made the best steaks, and what I was cooking a steak for a date one night. Was it in a pan or you? It was grilling? on a grill. Okay. And I was like, "Dude, I gotta cook a steak. It's a date. Can you tell me how to do it?" And he was like, "Yeah, no problem. It's easy as can be." And so. What he taught me was you take a garlic butter yep. 
and you just butter the whole steak. Yeah, I've seen that. And then you pepper and salt it. Mm-hmm. You put it on the grill, mm-hmm. and then underneath, on the coals, you would take like a tin foil packet with mesquite wood mm-hmm. and poke holes in it and put it on the fire, yep. and that smoke would come up and give it the mesquite mesquite flavor. Right. That was the best steak I ever made. And then I got into trying some other ways, and they were just, you know. Have you ever pan-fried a a steak? Yes. Okay. I'm real big on pan-fry. I also have one of those uh, black stones, Mm -hmm. what it's called. Yeah. So it's kind of like a pan-fry, but on that griddle, because it's still made out of, like, cast iron. Right. And so I just really don't like to cook Mm -hmm. as much as I like to eat. No, I understand that. Well, it's a it's a process. I, I feel like uh, most if you're of the, time, the one cooking, you're doing all the work. Right. It tastes different. It does because you're not like getting to sit down right. and just eat. You're smelling the whole process of what it's going through. It's like a sandwich. Sandwich is always made better by somebody else. It could be the exact same sandwich you make, but you want to eat the other guys because you didn't make it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, that's why you go out. I love, I love eating. Uh, you know, the artistry of what we're doing the 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 bourbons, the cigars, the the steaks, the sandwiches. I mean, it's all an art form. A hundred percent. I appreciate. And that's it. what I love about the entire experience. When mm-hmm. you find a bourbon and a cigar that go together perfectly, you're like. Yeah. These two dudes should meet. Yeah. You know what I mean? This dude made the cigar. This guy made the bourbon. Let's bring that together. I'm going to take this from you. Rock and roll. You know what? I recommend that you do that one instead. This one instead? Yeah, that one's way better. Okay. And, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what? what? Hey, hey, bro, you out of here? <gasps> it was so nice hanging out with nice you. Nice meeting you, bro. I said nice meeting you. I've met him like 10 times. Where am I staying? The La Quinta? The La Quinta? Over there. Light that up instead. Light this up instead? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Are they worth the shit? What is this? I've been enjoying the shit out of them. You okay. want to smoke one? Are you smoking? McLeaf? Is it a McLeaf? It's a McAuliffe. McAuliffe. <laughs> this is why I could never um, uh, do graduation and say the names because I would just murder all the names. That's the collector's edition box. And I think that was the Experiencia. Oh, Herencio. Okay. Anyway, if you haven't smoked any of them, dude, I've loved all of them. Like, I have loved all of those in the box. And so far, the Reserva, I'm like, dude, bring the Reserva out in that Vitola. Make it 15 bucks. I'm going to borrow this. I'm just saying, I would love that. Yeah. I love your I love your lighter. It makes the clicky sound. Yeah, I almost gave that lighter to somebody, and then I was like, "Hey, that's one of my favorite lighters." This like, is I don't fantastic. Keep much stuff, you know that. Did you did you did you see the lighter that Big B has, the Grand Habano? Like when I got that, I was so excited. I was like, "I'm gonna enjoy the shit out of this." And the first thing Bryant says. I want that lighter. And I was like, no, dude, I'm going to keep it. And he was like, oh, well, you just always give me what you don't want. Aww. And I'm like, but I never want anything. The sloppy seconds. Like that cigar when you stole that cigar from him. Boom. 
So I'm just saying. I was like, I'm going. And then ended up, I didn't have a cigar one day. I was in Sweetwater, and Bryant was there. And I was like, hey, dude, you got a cigar for me to have on the road? And he gives me a Alec Bradley Rare and Fine, or Fine and Rare. And I was like, you just want that fucking lighter. You know what? Take it. So I gave it to him. Uh, so mean. Hey, now this light. You know, I, did you hear that? So mean, but so I gave mean. him the lighter I wanted. So, okay. So 17 years I've been smoking cigars, right? And I, I've enjoyed all of them. Here's, that's that's here's, longer than me. Really? Yeah. Well, okay, here's what I found in the years is that finding a really good lighter that mm. that that doesn't go out on you, you know, I that have a is a lighter for you that will last forever. Shut up. Don't 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 play of, with my A friend emotions. of the show sent me one. Okay. And I've had it for probably a year and 8 months. Well, I'd love to give it to my husband. I mean, it looks like a fucking lightsaber. Okay. And talk to me. The the amount of fuel it takes, mm-hmm. you can have a flame like that big, yeah, or you can have a flame like that big. Okay, so he went from an inch to like a foot, yes, guys. Yes. So, and so you have to be careful, obviously, because you don't, you don't want to send your or send your like hair. Like you got a beard, like um, you got to be careful. Yeah, you could consider it a cigar lighter or a manscaper. Manscaper. <laughs> Not a good manscaper, but it would definitely do some manscaping. So Okay. So anyway, yeah, I've only been smoking cigars for like eleven years. Okay. And when I started, I only smoked cigars on rare occasion and it was always a celebration of some sort. Now right. to be fair, yeah. like most people celebrate anniversaries, right. graduations, births. I celebrate being alive oh yeah so it doesn't have to be like you know what most people think well celebrations i mean celebrate the little things in life it's all about the little things so all day yeah every day and those little things add up to the big ones you know but my 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 uh, father-in-law god rest his soul was a cigar i will say an aficionado like he he had all the cigars he had like three you know, big humidors of cigars and he would collect and he would, you know, he taught me how to light a cigar and, you know, you got to toast it. You can't, you Isn't know, that nice. Oh, it was, it, you know, and you, I, had, you had a very high level cigar smoker that taught you the way yeah. to do it the right way. Yes. And there's a lot of people that don't get that. Mm-mm. Like I didn't get that. Mm-mm. Like when I started smoking cigars, I just figured at it on my own yeah. and I made a lot of mistakes along the way. Right. And the old owner of this shop, one day he was up at the counter and there was like this little bucket that people would, when they clip their cigars, Mm -hmm. that's where the tobacco clip went. Right. And he looked in there and saw like this much of a cigar in there. That's like almost an inch and a half. Well, maybe an inch and a quarter. Okay. And he's like, who in the hell cut this cigar? And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that was me, Bill. And he was like, well, you don't know what the hell you're doing, dude. Let me show you. Yeah. That's what it is. Education. We all learn. Yep. And so, I when, mean, that's when, part of the community. But when you stop learning, and that's the cool thing about, I think, the show. You know, I haven't gotten to listen to a lot of your podcasts, but that's the cool thing about the show is that you get to learn a little bit about. From a lot of people. Yeah. Because we all. It's all about the experiences. We have a lot of guests on the show. Yeah. And sometimes our guests are 
cigar manufacturer owners. Yeah. Sometimes they are cigar reps. Oh. Sometimes they're cigar shop owners. Yeah. But a lot of the time, they're fellow brothers and sisters of the leaf. Yeah. Ooh. Because we have the experience, and there's never two experiences that are the same. Right. Yeah. So... Just looking at you and me, mm-hmm. you've been smoking a lot longer than me, mm-hmm. and I've probably smoked a lot more cigars than you. Probably. And so, it's like we both have our own journey. Yeah. Because well, it is a journey. Well, and you, you're you introducing me. That's the really cool thing is introducing people to just the different kinds. Like, this is a, a Texas roll, right? Is this a Texas roll? That's a Texas company. Okay. They make those in Nicaragua. The yeah. factory's in Esteli. Oh, and so, because you don't know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to the show that already do know, but I'm going to tell you the story of McAuliffe Cigars. Tell me. So, Al McAuliffe is a very successful businessman, lives in the DFW area, and he frequents some cigar shops on a regular basis. Okay. And he, so he's hanging out, smoking cigars at a lounge that he likes and enjoys. Mm-hmm. And... Some guys come in and they're like, our van is broke down. We have tobacco. We roll cigars. That's okay. what we do. It's weird. Out of and the van. Yeah. By the river? Not by the river, okay. but by the cigar shop. Okay. And so Al is like, yeah, roll me X amount of cigars and I'll pay for your van to be fixed. Well, that sounds like a deal to me. Well, the guys that were rolling the cigars was from Sancho and Gomez. Sanchez and Gomez. Sanchez. Sorry. Sanchez and Gomez. Mm-hmm. So after Al smokes these cigars, he's like, dude, these are amazing. I would like to order a thousand of them just for himself. And so they How make- does one man smoke a thousand cigars? He didn't smoke them all, but. That's what he wanted to smoke every day. Oh. And he gave them to, you know, friends. Right, friends, yeah. People he likes, yeah. Well, then all these friends were like, dude, that's a really good cigar. Where can I get more? And he's like, I, I'm the only one getting these. Right. So after a bit, Al's like, you know what? I could do a partnership with you guys. Yeah. So you have the Sanchez Gomez blenders, cigar makers, partnering with al which is a very successful businessman a great marriage yeah and then you have al which is like one of the best customer service type people in america yeah working with a company from nicaragua with two guys that were from cuba it's a match made in heaven if you can actually put it all together which they have right so and that was i never got around to telling you that I think you're smoking the medallia. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. So the medallia was named. So Al went down to Nicaragua and one of the daughters, or I guess the daughter, one of the daughters, I don't know. Right. But a daughter of the family that makes the cigars was also a master blender. And they were like, we want to do a cigar in honor of you. Oh. And so they named it the Medallia. She blended it. She rolled it and created the cigar she wanted to be her legacy. Aww. So tell me that's not amazing. No, it really is amazing. And I, I love the tones that it, it has when you smoke it. It's not 
I don't know. It's not abrupt and just hits you like a wall. It's 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 very welcoming, and you want to you want to go back for more. And that's I I think that's the problem with cigars. Like my my father in law would tell me, he's like, you're not supposed to just puff on it like a like a cigarette. I'm like, but it just tastes so good. But then you get it too hot, and then it when gets toasty. When you get it too hot, it's not giving you the flavor that's right. intended because you're overheating exactly. the tobacco. Exactly. And that is something that even a guy that smokes as many cigars as I do, mm-hmm. I have to be conscious of because right. when I'm smoking something really good, it's very easy to over puff on right. a cigar if right. it's just like it's lights the overindulgence. Out good. You know, when you you have the ice cream that's really good, you and just want to keep eating. And that's the word of the day is indulgence. Mm-hmm. Life is short. Indulge. Right. Enjoy yourself. Yep. You know what I I told you. I saw a dead guy on the way here. Yeah, knocked. Did his... he indulge himself earlier today? I really hope he did. Right. I really hope. Because if that I'm he that guy that laying guy. in the road, like if that I happened would've... to me, I'd be fine. I'd be like, man, you know what I smoked today? I'd be at, <laughs> I'd be at the pearly gates. I'd be like, hey, you got a light? Because I'm still smoking this. Right. Right. And they'd be like. We don't, but where you're going, there's plenty of fire. I was going to say, can you imagine the humidor upstairs? Oh, or downstairs. Well, well, I mean, there, there you go, too. <laughs> That's a very I would point. imagine that all the Sokka cigars are sold downstairs. Okay. <laughs> Have you smoked any Sokka? I haven't, but I, I, I'm. So before I leave, I'd like to buy one. I'll take you in the humidor, show you some Steve Sokka cigars. Okay. I guarantee you, if there's humidors in hell, his cigars are in there. Okay. Because people are like, oh, yeah, I'm not going down there unless I can have some of those. Steve Zock is a cool dude. Okay. You know Drew Estate. I he do. He used to work for them. Mm. And he blended the Liga 9. Okay. Which I'm not a huge fan of. That's okay. And people know that. But a lot of people think it's one of the best cigars on the planet. So that tells me that he did something right. Right. You know what I mean? Love, good following. We've had him on the show. He's a great interview. He's a no bullshit guy. He's yeah. very transparent. He's going to tell you what it is. Okay. And boom. And if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. Well, it's all about the taste buds. You know, how many taste buds you got on that palate. Did you know your taste buds on your palate replaces themselves every five days? No. Yep. So when you burn your tongue, that's they just come back. Yeah, absolutely. But even if you don't burn your tongue, 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 they're tongue. always replacing themselves. And on average, it's five to seven days. That's a fun fact. Yeah. You're full of fun facts, too. I try. Yeah, like very knowledgeable. Well. You know. My you assistant, know. he's funny. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about how smart he is. He says he has lots of wrinkles on his brain. And the more wrinkles you have, the smarter you are. He's a millennial. He's... You have Very a millennial sweet. that thinks that way. That's impressive. You know, he the, he is pretty impressive. So We have millennials that listen to this show, and I just want to say thank you because, you know, we figured that we were dumbing it down too much for mm-hmm. the millennials because they're like, you know, they think they're upper class. Well, they are. In their, in their mind, they are. Yeah. You know. Something like that. You know, it's just some people, some... You know, but that's a whole different thing. You know, the, I think uh, the the work ethic and and things between Gen X and Gen Z. And Are you a Gen X? I'm a Gen X. Same here. Yeah, yeah. 
Gen X is kick ass. Oh, I mean, we're the best. I mean, but you know what's we, funny is let well, me tell you though. Let me par- tell you, our parents were the baby boomers, and they were better than us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like we are the best now. Correct, because but there has been better than us. Yes. With the boomers, and then you get that World War II mm-hmm. generation that was better than them. The golden. What do you, oh. is it? What's it called? The, oh, I don't want to lie. Hey, to you. what's those World War II people called? The golden generation. Boom. Those people. Good job. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> the best generation. Yeah, the, oh, they were too. Larry, what's what's the best? Larry generation? doesn't like the old generation because a lot of them are racist. Yeah. Well, so. No. Yeah. But to be fair, to be to be fair, to be fair, Larry's saying they're not the best. No, generation. Gen X is the best generation. Well, now, yeah. So, but, but well, wait a second, Larry, what are you? Larry doesn't know what the fuck he is. He's still thinking maybe he First might off. be a frog. Okay, I like that. Labels. Larry doesn't like labels. Larry doesn't like labels. I love labels. Well, it depends on the cigar. You were a baby boomer? No. Yeah, he is. Shut yeah, the front is. door. No, I'll take your, your dick. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see this old thing? It's like a tree. It's like a tree. It has rings it's on roots. it. Yeah, roots and everything. Yeah, no, that's not the how you tell. Roots hold his testicles in place. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you tell. Oh, sorry. That's not it. But you know, I, I would have never. I would have never thought. I would think that you were kind of on the the cusp. But you know, remember last like you're night when you were up here, I said into the Gen X, into the baby boom. I told her. I said, you want to hear something funny is Bryant looks 63 and Larry is 63. (laughs) And then I said, and if you didn't know, Bryant's white. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I just I just shook my head. I didn't, you know, she didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do at that point. I didn't. I didn't know what to do, but I, I was surprised. Like oh, I, every week we do a song of the week. Oh. And so this week, you guys, I'm going to add in this song. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you will go to the link in the show notes and listen to it because this is my daughter's first single debuted yesterday. I listened to it last night. Like I didn't know she was that good. She's that she's very talented. And I should know. I, I've heard a lot of music. Right. Yeah. And I'm a huge music fan. Yeah. Like I am a music seeker. Yeah. I look way deep down rabbit holes for bands nobody's heard of yeah. because there's a lot of good music out there. If you look for it, 
If you just turn on the radio, you're not going to find it. No, you're going to hear the same thing over and over again. I'm going to send you something. Um, there's, a, there's a guy that I was turned on to. His name is Corey Wong. And his, his music is just, it's very, it's funk. I love funk. I love funk. I'm a big funk fan. Funky? Are you funky? Some people would say, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll send this to you. I hope you. I hope you like him. It's my favorite album. I was introduced the live in Ants, Amsterdam, and uh, I I listened to this album. Did you say you were in Amsterdam? No, Whoa. I've never. I would love. I want to go to Amsterdam. That would be really cool, man. The only fear I have is that I would not come back. <laughs> That's a good no, and I mean. You should have a plan B for in case that you're like, you know what? I'm not coming back. You know, and just kind of like, you know, this, I'm going to sell the house for this. And then, you know, just kind of have that in the back of your head. Because I could see staying there. Like you talked about retirement, you know, and I have my um, acreage. Acreage. I call so it happy acres. What I want to do really mm-hmm. Only a few people know this, so okay. I'm fixing to let the cat out of the bag. Now. Is that I actually would like to have a schoolie. A schoolie? Yeah, you know what a schoolie is? No. Really? I uh, I know what a school is. A schoolie. Schoolie. Which is spelled S-K-O-O-L-I-E. Oh, so it's not Italian? Like schoolie. No. No, okay. So people take school buses and turn them into living quarters. One of my friends did that. And travel all over the yeah. United States, and that's just what they do. Yeah. Like, that's what I would like to do. You want to do that? Oh, I want to do that. Like, you- I don't want to live anywhere. I want to live everywhere. My mom's like that. She wanted to retire and sell her house and live in an RV, and I said, Mom, don't do that. Like, I just... Why couldn't you wrap your mind around her doing that? Um, my mom's also a pack rat, so she has a lot of shit. Um, and well, that's a good way to get rid of a lot of it. I don't know that she could. You it got all, to. It all would end up at my house. Oh, and then it would always be there. It would always be there. And then when she's gone. No, except when my husband. My husband is really good about taking shit and throwing it away. When I don't know about it. That's good. No, it's not good. I had these, I had a great set of pasta bowls. Beautiful. Blue, yellow. They were crafted in Italy. Gorgeous. The motherfucker threw them away. And when, how long was it from the time he threw them away until the time that you knew they were gone? It was like a day. That's pretty quick. I'm impressed. Yeah, but he's like, they don't match the other stuff. I'm like, I had this before we got married. Like, this is, so, I won't lie, I, I might hold it against him, you know, those pasta bowls. So, you were too young, you, well, you weren't born yet. Mm. What year were you born? 1980. Okay. So, in the 70s, my mother was, like, all over the first releases of all, like, the Tupperware. Oh, yeah. And when I was in third grade. hmm my parents were gone for the evening yeah. to do whatever it is that they were doing. Right. So I was at home, and I took a pair of pliers. Okay. And then I put a uh, stick pin needle okay. in the tip of the pliers, and I squeezed down on it. And then I took a Bic lighter, and I heated that up. 
Okay. And then I poked holes in all <gasps> my mother's Tupperware bowls. <laughs> How old were you? Third grade. Why the hell would you do that? Because it was cool. To play with fire? Play with fire. And then, like, when you put that red hot needle into a Tupperware bowl. I know, bowl, and it just kind of melts. It just, yeah. It didn't, like, you didn't have to force it. It was just. How much money you wasted? I don't know. Oh. I, I got I got in trouble for that. I, well, I didn't get in trouble for that. You didn't get no, in trouble for that? No, because my mother was like, "All these holes are in my Tupperware. I I don't I don't know how that could possibly." And you happen. were like, "It was the dishwasher." It and my me. dad was like, "I bet Robbie did it." <gasps> and my wife, he my, threw my you. My mother was like, "Threw you no, under the bus." No, that that doesn't make sense. Robbie would never. So when they came to me, I was like, I. Have no idea oh, of how that can lied. happen. Oh, I lied. Oh, you liar. Oh, 100%. <laughs> when I was in third grade, whatever kept me from getting a beating. Yeah. Well, and that, back in that day, that's what you got. You got a beating. I did. Yeah. You. I mean, you. I got a beating for losing $10 on my walk home. Well, it's probably because it wasn't all the way in your pocket or in your no, wallet. No, I got a whipping because my dad thought that I blew $10 on a video game at the convenience store. I mean, well, that's easy yeah. to do. But I didn't. I lost it. And then, like, two months later, I found it. Mm. It was in a field. So did you so get... So I went home and I was like, hey, look here. I found my $10. So did you get to... I beat the shit out of him. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I got. I had no retribution. But I would have liked that. Yeah, yeah. Did you grow up in a stern household? Um, my mother guilted the shit out of me. So I think I. I think I got a few spankings. It wasn't any beatings. I. I was. The the fear factor of that, they had already driven that into me. Um, now, my cousins, my, my aunt would chase them around the house with a wooden spoon. Break 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 the, the wooden spoon over their asses, you know, and then go get another one. I can't remember my mother using a wooden spoon. Well, I remember it's Italian. using a shoe. A shoe, belt. Whatever. Yeah. And then, and then it got to a point where it was like... I'm not going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. You go to your room, and when your dad gets home, he'll deal with well, you. Well, with, I think with boys, it gets to a point where they're... Because my son is... My, my stepson's 28. And there was a point where beating him didn't mean a damn thing to him. Right. So what it can was, you do? Well, and that's, that's where and it's just like... how big was he, this kid? I mean, he was obviously taller than me. I'm five, one and a half, But... There's, there's, that's where it's just like, I don't know. I think you can use that as a resource for a limited amount of time. And then you, you have to go into the, the mental part of it, you know, where it's like, okay, reflect on what you've done. Was this right? Because that's what they have to do when they get out of the house. Right. Or out of prison. Yeah. Because if not, they can't beat the person that did them wrong. Do you have Apple TV? Uh, in the shop, I do. Watch yeah. Blackbird. Blackbird. Okay. Holy shit. Is it good? It's all about the serial killer. It's badass. Wait, wait a second. What? So, I don't and like. It's a true story. Is it scary? No, not at all. Okay, because I don't like, like scary shit. This is just the facts and how this dude took him down. Okay. Okay. But it was like holy shit. And you remember the oh no no excuse me. 
the Atlanta Olympic bombing. I do. So they made a series based on that story. Okay. The guy who played Richard, yes. who was at fault, or they said was at fault. Right. Was the same actor that played the serial killer, and holy shit, he fucking knocks it out of the park. Okay. So, all right, guys, uh, you know what? We got the McAuliffe Minute coming up next. We're going to ask you a question. You email me in the show notes. My email address is available, and everyone who guesses correctly, it'll be multiple choice. Oh, Everyone that guesses correctly goes into a drawing, and McAuliffe's going to send you swag, T-shirts, hats, whatever. And so, getting in on that shit. After 52 episodes, they're going to take all the winners, and out of the winners, they are going to do a drawing, and whoever gets it is picked will get the first ever NFT made by McAuliffe. No, a you know what NFTs are? No, but it sounds really cool. Yeah, we did drink some bourbon tonight. I see a lot of empty bottles. There's a lot of empty bottles. But anyway, uh, they're going to give away NFT, Wait. which is a digital piece of fungible token. That's what it is. It's a fungible token. So it's... Non-fungible token. Non-fungible token. <laughs> hey, 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 we're making fungible tokens. <laughs> you can fung it all you want. Like a fungi, like fungi? No, it's a non-fungible token, which means it is on the blockchain. And once it's on the blockchain, it is what it is. It'll never be changed. That's, I'll tell you about it later. That's deep. Yeah, it that's is. That's deep. That's techie. Brian says it's stupid. <laughs> but I say, you know what? There's other cigar companies that have done it, and they have, like, run away with over $600,000 in cash when McAuliffe is giving theirs away. Mm. You can say what you want to say. That is an example of how McAuliffe is. So with that token, what can I do with my token? Well, you'll have the first one ever made. Okay. And when you sign up for the ambassador program with McAuliffe, yeah. if you win, they'll actually put your individual number on the NFT. And so you'll have the first. And it's like art. It's collectible. Right. And so later on, if you decide, you can sell it. Oh, they're, so it's an investment. Right. Oh. Except this is not costing you any money. No. It's free. It's free. Right. What? I You should because you this should. is probably the winningest guy you've ever heard of on McAuliffe anything. Like he has won boxes and boxes and boxes of cigars. Boxes. He's won $1,550 worth of prizes on McAuliffe. In wow. a year. That's a lot of cigars. That's a lot of cigars. And did you enjoy all of them? Most so, of them? Okay. Anyway. Uh, I love that. That's amazing. Good for you, man. So this week's McAuliffe Minute, we are going to drag Larry Denton, better known as Big Dick Larry. And we have a trivia question regarding Big Dick Larry. How did you get that? name uh well we used to do video anyway uh (laughs) the question is what high school did larry graduate from and so look in the show notes and you'll be a b c or d and put the answer don't just put a b c or d okay i need help it's a 
Well, you don't know. Well, I don't know. I haven't asked a question I know. <laughs> so, we're going to go e. A. It's E. A, there's only four. Oh, damn it. A, B, C, or D. Damn it. So, the first one. I, I, I got it the first time he said it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but I, I heard the answer. So, I'm going to go online. And so when I answer, okay, and it's Karen, when I answer, you just follow whatever I answer, and then you just you just put my answer. And we'll collaborate together, okay? Gotcha. It's not cheating. It's called collaboration. I like it. So here's the choices, people. A is Forest Parkway. B is W.T. Washington. C is Reynolds High School. And D is Forest Park High School. <laughs> and then E is none of the above. No. And then F is all of the above. Okay. Maybe he transferred and you guys just don't know. Well, there you go. So anyway, guys, that's the McAuliffe Minute this week. Make sure you look at all of our sponsors in the show notes. They take care of the show, and if you show them support, it's supporting us. And I will say these cigars are amazing. I've gotten to have two. It's it's it's. I can't wait to take these home with me. Good. Yeah, my husband's going to really enjoy these. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Bryant had to go because you know he's whipped. And so, anyway, we just have the four of us left here at the lounge, and it's time to wrap it up. Hope you enjoyed it. So, until next time, keep smoking. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny Bum, 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 bum,